hi everybody welcome to ghosted stories i'm chelsea i'm Erin. i love the look on Erin's face that she gives me every time we do the introduction yeah uh, we're joined tonight by well wine as always number one and number two more importantly my friend joe everybody hey, hey guys <laughs> i'm so excited well to be here. this is exciting for a lot of reasons number one so much this excited. is joe's first time in Astoria, Queens, mm-hmm. where I live. Yes. Where we have our podcast studio, also known as my dining room table. <laughs> Remember, Aaron, in the first like two or three apps, I like to make that joke a lot. Yes, you did. And then I stopped. Because <laughs> I realized. Clap, clap. It's not funny. <laughs> yeah. But it's not a studio, get it? It's just my dining room table. It's just kitchen. Everybody imagines this us in this high rise. <laughs> just by- <laughs> but no, we're, nope. we're, we're not. We're that. just a dog we're and just pony six show floors up of above <laughs> But actually, like for all the listeners, like her apartment is really cute. It kind of mm. looks like Pinterest mm. threw up all over it. But like, Whoa. but like a Pinterest Joe. of like maybe kind of like an angsty, like 16 year old girl. <laughs> That's Chelsea's vibe. Yes. <laughs> I like that. in the best way. That is such a compliment. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm all, always be an angsty 16 year old girl at heart. But don't doesn't every girl probably feel that way or no? You're you like the Dick are? Clark of podcasting. <laughs> exactly. And that you're always going to be you're the old, America's oldest teenager. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I was really nervous about this podcast, but then I went to her bathroom and there's a cross stitching on the wall that says, whenever you get stressed out about work, remember you're going to die. Yes. It's great. It's my motto. That's the best advice. So I was like, I'm not stressed anymore. Because <laughs> one day we'll all be dead. Yeah. So what does it matter? And I'm really glad that you're doing this podcast. <laughs> you are. We met. Uh, we were part of the same fellowship program yes. years ago, different years, and that's how we met. And we're we work in the same industry. I like to think that possibly I you're like my mentee. Can I? Is that okay? Yes, okay. I was about to say she's like my mentor. Erin's like really. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like she. Her? Also, <laughs> also, it would have been great if you were just like um. <laughs> that's how you feel um no but i was a huge (laughs) fan of chelsea white like i i love her work and i love girl code and i think she caught me in the middle of a conversation and she thought like she i knew that she produces girl code so i was going off about it and she was like oh yeah i produce girl code and i was like what and i had like a really like a fangirl moment and it was pretty embarrassing but uh hopefully endearing I, I don't even remember it, so I'm sure it was at least, and it weird me out. Exactly. <laughs> like I showed up today, and I was like, "Wait, Chelsea, are you are you drunk or no?" Yes. And you're like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Not yet." <laughs> she's just assuming. She's so like, "I can't oh my tell." God. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> you're just like so excited for me to be on brand. Yeah, like <laughs> not drunk yet. On brand. Just gonna get there. So, Joe, before we start, you know, you're you were ready for this segment. You told me you were prepared. So ready. Uh, who would play you in your life story, the movie real life story? Yep. Okay, so I looked at Aaron to confirm I was saying it right. So I usually make her say it. There's, I know right way. Aaron is like the pageant mom that's like, you better not fuck this up. I've been giving her sugar for six hours. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so my friends and I have discussed this because, okay, I'm Asian American. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of or none of Asians in media. So I'm like basically debating between like Hello Kitty, um, like <laughs> Margaret Cho or like or Jamie Chung Hello or something. Kitty? You don't look like... <laughs> I mean, I guess I would go with Hello Kitty. Or Mulan. No. Like, who's a famous Asian look, woman? Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't look like Lucy Liu. Sandra O, oh, Lucy Liu. Oh, yeah. But I don't look like that. Lisa Ling. Just a okay. lot of double L's. Yeah, um, LL. I forgot about Lisa Cool Ling. J. Yeah, LL, Cool J. Um, Suchin Asian one. Yes. 
the Asian tequila, tequila. tequila. Shout it love. Also, P.S. Did you guys know that Hello Kitty's last name is White? What? Kitty that White. So I'm not self-hating. Fucking kidding. I didn't know that right Hello Kitty was Hello a little Kitty girl White. dressed as a cat. It, right. Hello Kitty's not actually a cat. It's a little girl dressed as a cat. And her name so is Kitty Chelsea. White. Yes. yes. Is that crazy? Wait, wait. Oh my gosh. Maybe you're related? Wait, yeah. I think I'm related to Hello Kitty. <laughs> I mean, I definitely am. We have the same last name. Yeah, duh. Me, Hello Kitty, and Vanna. We're all related. Wait, but now that you say that, I think Lisa Ling, I kind of get... Mm, yeah. I don't I know. Can you look like her, Laura Ling, her sister. Laura Ling. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna look I just know up. because she was stuck in North Korea. Oh, snap. And I watched like no less than three specials oh, about right. it because I was fascinated. Oh, I for- yeah. I forgot about that. That was crazy. Well, I do. Lisa Ling has a very like, um, like, like thin, angular face. Mm. And her sister is like a little bit wide. Not that you have a wide face, mm-hmm. but just like. It's like an egg face. People <laughs> say my face looks like an egg. No, it Like an upside down egg. But that's a good thing. Um, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, right. wait, okay, well, I was prepared because so there's this, like, bootleg step up called, like, I, I don't even know what it's called anymore, but this one Asian girl, she's, like, the main person. It's an American movie. But you know how, like, Disney movies come out, like, straight to DVD? Right. It was yeah. one of those things. And her name is Boa. So, oh, wait, what's like, movie called? Like, 0.2% of Koreans who listen to this podcast, <laughs> you know who she is. But my, my, I always get Boa a lot. Boa. Oh, wait, what did you say the movie's called? It's I. Ugh, I need to look this up. It'll it's be fine. in the link, everyone. Yeah, I'll put um, the link. <laughs> step it up. Three Koreatown. Maybe it's like something. It's like a step up franchise, but it was like a bootleg. Step got up. oh bootleg step up yeah. franchise. Got it. Got um, it. I got you now. It was her and this like famous ballroom dancer. She is like one of the OG K-pop stars. Like she debuted when she was twelve, but now she's like my age. And people do you watch all the like Korean her. soaps on Hulu? I don't because I'm like, I can either be productive or <laughs> waste 20 hours of my life. Yeah. Right. I choose the former because I'm 25 now <laughs> and, and I'm an adult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the segment that I was like so excited about. I'm so excited Thanks, that guys, you, for thank you for preparing. She also, almost forgot. We also got to name check all the Asian actresses. Because yeah, that was good. I like that we got to so shout fast. them all out and exactly. Hello Kitty. Uh, okay. So we are going to get into some topical shit which is a very exciting topical shit that will kind of lead into maybe a little bit of a theme for this episode. Uh, I wanted to talk about the time we lost our virginity because we've never talked about this before, right, Aaron? We were saying we had thought about having this be a topical shit in the past and then we kind of shelved it for a little bit. So this is a universal topic that uh, everyone can relate to, even Mm -hmm. you, Tanuki, who's sitting behind me. No, he got his balls chopped off before he ever had the opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) He'll never, forever a virgin. He'll be forever a virgin. Is he glaring at me or is it just me? He does a little love bit. being a kitty eunuch. <laughs> that's what it is. Kitty eunuch. <laughs> He's waiting for his turn to talk about it and be like, well. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I have an interesting story that involves exactly. my mother. Exactly. <laughs> that's what right before we started recording, I said, I'm just waiting one day. I just swear to God, Tanuki is going to start speaking English to me. And just like that the whole time he was like the show, the movie <laughs> Nine Lives that nobody, I think, but me saw. No. Where Kevin no. Spacey's a cat. Okay. All right. Our faces are slowly. Google it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Kevin Spacey is a cat. Anyways, um, Aaron, how did you lose your virginity? Oh, I get to start. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Mine is such like a windy road that's that you know leads exactly where you'd expect it to lead. Oh boy. But I, um, I lost it. I was twenty. So okay. I feel like that's a good age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I found out Brie lost it when she was 15. So now I oh, feel her like her cousin a, from a late bloomer. Oh, 
Yeah, that's that's very that's young. young. That feels young. Yeah. But I um so like I'm trying to think of a good way into the story. I was living in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and there was a guy that I had gone to that I had met while I was like in my study abroad program, but then I had like for the summer I decided to just stay in Belfast because I was like, Oh, this is like f- more fun than New Hampshire for sure. For sure. So <clears throat> and he was somebody that I would just like sort of drunk text before drunk texting was really a thing because texting was so new. Early adopter. I was. And I was just (laughs) like, for some reason I was like, we're like, we're meant to be, I got to make this happen. And it sort of like never really did. And then I just decided like, I'm like, I don't want to go back to America virgin. How many people have had that thought? And so I went to like a house party one night and uh, texted him to come, and he actually came, which I was, like, shocked about. Wow. And then I was like, all right, let's go. Let's let's get rid of this thing. Let's do this. So you were, like, you had your sight set. You were trying to just get rid of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take I my virginity, have, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't have, like, a... Like, I wasn't raised religious or anything. Like, there, I had no feelings around my virginity, okay. necessarily. I, I, and I was probably in the middle of the pack for my friends as far as like losing it went. So I was just like, I just didn't want to be the last one. And I thought it would be a good story and I'm all about the good story. Oh yeah. And um, so that's kind of how it happened. Like two weeks before I left uh, Northern Ireland. And how did you feel about it? I felt fine. Was it what you expected? Do you remember being like, this is interesting? Yeah. Like, was it sexy? Hype it up in your head at all? Like my first time is going to be like this. No, no. You just wanted well, I, this it to was be also over with. That I had been hooking up with, but not having sex with. Got it. I had been giving him blue balls for about <laughs> six months at this stage. Got so it. So I also feel like I was like, ah. And then I feel like when I did it, I was just sort of like, all right. And did he know you were a virgin? He, de- he definitely oh, okay, knew because okay. I That's had important. been giving him blue balls this whole time. Right. And he was like, like a very nice guy, and he was like a gentleman, and that he was oh, he was sort good. of like. All right. Again. All right. Let's. Fu- that's fine. So, did you did you feel like was it anticlimactic? Do you remember being like, oh, that's all it was, or? Yeah. I mean, there was no climax to be R- had. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Literally. <laughs> which Literally like, never. It, yeah. It doesn't happen with losing your virginity. I don't think I've never had anybody say that. But right. So you. So were was it anticlimactic? I was. I was excited that it was gone. Okay. I was happy that it was with him. Okay. I felt like I had like accomplished a goal I set out for myself, which was not moving back to America with my virginity. Right. So I feel like I was checking all the boxes. Yeah, you really went for it. But it wasn't like stars in the sky, <laughs> fireworks, like fireworks. Did you then develop? Did your feelings for him change? Um, no. Interesting. I really, really liked him before, and okay. it was definitely like a kind of more of a one-sided thing. Like he was. He was a nice guy. Like, we definitely got along and everything. But I don't think he ever liked me as much as I liked him. So I'm happy I didn't lose it thinking, like, oh, this will get him to like me. Right. I knew that it wouldn't. Right. It was just something you were doing for you. Yeah. It was definitely something I was just doing for me. So I felt very happy with how it all kind of went down. I was leaving in two weeks afterwards, too. So I don't know maybe if I had stayed in the country if something would have changed. But right then I left the country. Right. So there wasn't really an opportunity for it to continue. Right. I so that's what I would suggest to everybody. <laughs> just lose it out of the country? YOLO. Just, yep. Give it away <laughs> when you just like leave it abroad. <laughs> leave it abroad. You stay over here. <laughs> I also, I was raised, like I was raised Catholic. I never was much like, I never much took to it. But I guess in theory, I never, so I never really thought though, 
oh, I have to wait to be married, but I definitely wanted to wait until it was someone that I felt like, like I love this person. Like maybe not the person I'm going to end up with, but someone that we were in love and it would mean something to me. I definitely was never in a hurry to get rid of it. I didn't feel like it was like an albatross. I didn't feel like it was something I needed to get over with. But, and I lost my virginity pretty late. I was 25 or 26, 25 or 26, something like that. And it was uh, my first boyfriend. So yeah, I didn't have a boyfriend until I was that age. But we had been like best friends from college. So we had sort of this history and this friendship that then after college, he was still in college actually, but I had graduated, he was younger. And then we started dating long distance after the fact. Yeah, it was interesting. And uh, one day I, so he was living back in Pennsylvania and I flew back, I'd been visiting him and I was just sort of like, I let's let's go for it. And he had had sex with one other person, I believe. Um, so it was sort of a funny and actually it was a Labor Day weekend and or Memorial Day, I think Labor Day weekend. And our two best friends who were now they're married with a child, um, they were also visiting. So we were all sitting around in the living room of the apartment. My boyfriend at the time was living in and we were like, just kind of all talking about it as a group, like sort of, I was like, yeah, like, I was like, we need, like, we still haven't had sex. I feel like we should. Right. And my friends are like, yeah, this and that, like we were having just this sort of very afraid so about like yeah. Yeah, crowdsourcing, losing my virginity. And I was like, well, should we just they go all for know it? You were a virgin? Oh yeah. Yeah. They yeah. all knew. And, and that couple that was there, they had both waited till marriage yeah. to have sex with each other. So I was like, <laughs> I well, maybe <laughs> they waited until they were married and, and then had orgies. sex with other people. Yeah. <laughs> they actually still had sex. It was very strange. But um, so then we were like, should we just go for it right now? And like, you know, they're like, in yeah, front of everyone? well, not in front of everybody. But we just like went in the other room into his oh. bedroom. We're like, oh, oh we're going to just go, uh, go figure it out. And they're like, all right, bye. They're like watching TV. Yeah. Yes. Oh so that was what it was very God. like, let's just do this. So they were like in that the other room, so like, awkward. <laughs> that is so, but you know what? It, weird is that it wasn't like, I can't, I know it sounds weird. Did you walk weird, up and they were like, but it wasn't. Up yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like clapping, it, yeah. slow clap. <laughs> just, yes. It wasn't, it sounds so weird, but I can't, like, it just wasn't. I feel like that was sort of all of our relationship and friendship like we're just sort of just too kind of I guess maybe but also I think all of our attitude towards sort of things like that was sort of just the same in that way and that we were sort of like you know people make such a big deal of these things but what's the matter let's go another have sex we'll talk about after you guys have sex you you play by play you know what it's like you're not like doing surprising you about that we're gonna go like oh my god you know these two have sex so we went in, I had trouble, I couldn't get it in. It was like JTT, just the tip. I couldn't go any further, it was too painful. So really? we came back out and I was like, oh, we had to take a break. I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't work it out. It wasn't you had an happening. intermission during and your he, losing oh virginity? Yes, I had, an inter, I had a virginity intermission. And then I never realized what a good story this was. I this, guess. Is like, a really never this is amazing. Then, so we had virginity intermission <laughs> so yeah. and then we came out and then we just like all hung out for a few more hours. And then it was, this is also like, midday that this is all like happening daylight yeah daylight at least i was this drunk like, no, this is sober daylight with two of my best friends sober in the sex room. until i was like in <laughs> that, my late 20s that was like the first and last time that i probably did and so then a few hours later 
we and then at that point it's possible we like each had a few drinks I, I don't even remember I definitely wasn't drunk by any means if I had had a drink or two and then uh, we went in the room and we tried again and it was still kind of painful and it was just sort of like yeah it just felt very like all right this is this thing like let's just figure it out and I guess it was I do remember feeling emotional in some way that it was like oh I'm doing this thing with you you know it was kind yeah, of like nice. I was nice that it was with him because we also had, had this long friends. friendship before yeah exactly <laughs> it was with me it's and me. my two friends and your well my god it was that magical moment when we turned around and our two friends were peeking through the door just a little <laughs> bit oh, god. like just tearing up no no but uh yeah but <laughs> did you then, like bring out this sheet like you were a princess oh yes. <laughs> my god <laughs> well, I came out after yeah and then we were like we did it and everyone's just like yeah Oh like, my gosh. Yeah, it was funny. So that was my, yeah, that was my first time. That's pretty epic. Kind of not romantic, but still kind of, I guess. Or, I mean, you know it's what I mean? Sweet. Like, it was it's nice. A good story. Yeah, it was nice. And it, it is. Like, I, I feel like for me, that was the perfect scenario in terms of it being with him. And, you know, like, it was a nice, yeah, but definitely in terms of, of course, I mean, everyone feels the same way. Just, it wasn't like, no one got off. No, you know, maybe he did. I don't think. I mean, oh, well, they always, they do. always. But like, did he even? I don't even remember. Uh-huh. I feel like it was more about like, is it in the hallway? Is it a few pumps? All right, we did it. You know, it's like, like am I, I still a virgin? Or right. No, I exactly. need to know exactly. Oh, I expected to because I had obviously never had sex, and I so I did think that there was going to be like a lot of blood. I thought it was going to oh, be like yeah. a period. None. None. So did anyone no, no. put like a towel down or something? No. Or no, like, but these I, are the bad sheets. I, <laughs> the bad sheets. Uh, we did it. And I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think there was any. I don't remember bleeding or anything. No. I don't think there was anything going on. I was a horseback rider, though, too. So I feel like that was gone by the Hyman time I was, was 12. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, we are doing this as topical shit because <laughs> Joe has, has a, a revelation to give to all of us. I'm a virgin. Joe's a virgin. Wait, there's Joe's a sound a effect? Virgin. What Woo! would the virgin be for sound effects? I mean, Wait, the sound effects. Did you guys get rid of the sound effects? We got rid of sound effects. effects. I'm sorry. Wait, but Thank I, God. There was a bad bad ear feel for Aaron. I did not bad enjoy ear it. Feel. Okay, someone make a sound effect for me. So, I'm a virgin. Woo. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I feel like it should be like a cork popping. Like, like boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's record this again. <laughs> like, oh, wait, oh, wait, that's that was good. great. Yeah, do it. Go again. Do it. Oh, I thought you, you had to say probably. Oh, yeah, you had to say it. Oh, wait. I'm a virgin. It's <laughs> <laughs> a show lo-fi sound effects for here and out. <laughs> That's all I want. It's what uh, I can make with my mouth. <laughs> um, uh, so you and Tanuki have that in common. No, so wait. And so, <laughs> hey, tell, so give us then your story. Tell us how old you are. Yeah, tell us sort of your... Introduced br- to you oh, a little bit, I guess, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so I am 25 years old, 25 years young, and I'm a virgin. Um, I've never had a boyfriend before or like a serious relationship. And I think for me, it kind of is a mix of things. Like I grew up, um, I guess, religious, like I'm uh, Korean American and um, I went to church and I was like a praise leader and Uh, my family was particularly conservative about these things. So I kind of grew up with that mindset and my high school was also super sheltered and I was only focused in academics. I'm like really living up to my stereotype here. (laughs) Um, We're we're more than that. Anyway. um, Was it uh, like a religious school or was it just like a particularly academic public school? It was very academic public school. Yeah. Um, And like nobody like drank. We were pretty much losers basically. But 
I didn't drink in high school either. Oh, dun dun dun. Yeah. See, that's why Chelsea and I like we kind of like confessed to each other. I was like, oh, um, I'm a virgin, and Chelsea was like, oh my god, like I was a 25 <laughs> year old virgin, and we're like best friends, like instant. Um, but so yeah, and when I went to college, I went to a college where it was very, um, it was very much of a hookup culture. So a lot where of where did you go to college? Or you do want to say? Oh, it's a place in California. Got it. Um, it's a party school. And um, yeah, it was like a hookup culture. Um, n- not a lot of relationships. Um, freshman year, I remember a lot of my uh, girlfriends like breaking up with their boyfriends or vice versa. And um, or some of them like, you know, quote unquote, getting it over with because they didn't get a chance in high school. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just kind of like I was just really confused because I was thrown from this kind of conservative upbringing where it was a good thing to wait and to good thing to kind of um, wait for the right person and um, right uh, and then I came to college where oh you're you're a virgin and it was a bad thing now mm-hmm. um, and it so it was really confusing to me it was a culture shock did people actually um, did you pretty freely before you started to get the sense that like oh people some people perceive this as a negative thing. Did you pretty freely sort of say to people, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a virgin without realizing it was such a big revelation to some people or, or were you careful to reveal it? Yeah. I think honestly I was so naive that like, I just assumed everyone my age was kind of thing. Yeah. And like, you know, which is so weird because like I definitely watched a lot of movies and TV growing up like Boy Meets World like Boy Meets World when they would like make out in the back of the car I was like OMG like that was my HBO like (laughs) wow this is like really bad I shouldn't be watching this (laughs) it's like 10 p.m. on the school night are your parents from Korea or they yeah they're from Korea okay so your first generation I feel like that brings a lot of yeah exactly but you know what's so funny is that they're my mom is like pretty open she's even like are you really even away? Like, yeah. So I was oh, like, wow. oh, so I think it started. So she would off, be fine with it or she yeah. wouldn't be upset if you. Yeah. Yeah. Were you also still at, at this time in college? Did you then, or do you now still feel any sort of religious obligation to wait? Do, do you want to wait at that time? Did you, or was it just more of a thing of, okay, maybe not hard and fast. I want to wait till marriage, but kind of like I was where I just wanted though to be, a special thing yeah no for sure i honestly think it was very much like your thought process of like i really wanted to be with someone that i was exclusive with right um, not necessarily like this is my end all be all person right. but someone because you're in a relationship with and exactly yeah. and for me like i can't I, mean, I have trouble opening up to men and i think for me it was really important where I would be in a situation where I felt like I was in control and I could stop it at any moment or I would be with someone who was prioritizing me and I think it was really hard to find that kind of thing in college and after college I moved to New York City right away and then there's that (laughs) dating apps and I have like no friends so I'm not meeting anyone organically because that would have been then how what year did you move to the city like 2014 so right after I graduated yeah. So yeah, right in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the dating app, like evolution, like yeah, revolution. revolution I guess. Yeah, and um, it was much easier to like go on dates than to make friends. To be honest, because um, I don't know, like guys, I guess like they thought they're getting something out of it, whereas like um, having intimate girlfriends are kind of already established in a 
group. Yeah, it's hard. It's Moving really to New York hard. without knowing anybody, I think, would be really, really difficult. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then I kind of started, and I started dating kind of as an adult for the first time and started learning all these weird rules of, oh, like by the third date, like you're supposed to hook up with someone. I think I vaguely remember that from The Office, but I was like, <laughs> oh, this is TV. This is not real. Right. It's real. And then you're like, no, no, it's real. Yeah. Like, Wait, you guys really do Wait, this? What? Is this what we're doing? Like, this is this reality. reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was really confused. And yeah, so there's just been a lot of like weird episodes where I was in an awkward position. And, um, you know, like I said before, I've never felt the need to be like, I'm a virgin and right. like wear like a V around my neck or anything. And um, a lot of people don't assume that I am. Um, and when people find out, they kind of almost feel misled or... Uh, when people that's people you mean men yeah men yeah. Yeah. yeah and even honestly i i feel a lot of like shaming from women too sometimes which yeah. is yeah. one thing i i'm really frustrated about i yeah. think um, one thing i've talked about with chelsea was how there's a lot of amazing awareness around slut shaming and how sexuality is a choice but on the other end of the spectrum where people choose to wait like there's a lot of virgin shaming like yes, when someone sure. says virgin in our generation in like new york or a liberal state people automatically think conservative prude boring religious yes. right all yes. in a negative way yes, and sure. i am always making excuses or i always feel like i need to like explain myself and yeah. i'm also torn between like i am a feminist and everyone should be sexually free but i'm not so am i not and it's so feeling that pressure constantly from women also because you feel like the girl who still didn't get their period like yeah. in middle school basically yeah. that's how I feel right which I I mean and I love that you brought that up because I always had felt so passionate and still do about I experienced so much virgin shaming being you know here in the city yeah like you mm -hmm. said I was I was the age you are now and and still a virgin and the friends that I was hanging out with when I first moved to the city and I was very fortunate because actually the program that we were both in mm -hmm. the um some of the people that were in it my year we remained very very close and oh, that was kind of great. my built-in friend group and like cushion sort of like buffer into moving into the city and feeling like I had this little you know group to be a part of uh but they were all very sexually active and and had been you know and and dating and and I felt yeah you you know to some extent you just you feel like an outsider and even though those p friends in particular of course they were never shaming me but I think almost it was still I think I think at first they were almost just more like curious you know you feel like you're sort of this just you're anomaly the to them yes exactly and they're kind you're of like what I don't understand and then yes of course when you I remember being around people at times when yeah they don't realize i'm a virgin and they're saying think making comments or whatever it's just a, it's a oh my god it makes me so angry why is being i just i've never understood you articulated it very well where i think people associate it then with these other values that they want to you know put in the negative column yeah and but it yeah i don't it always frustrated me that people perceived it as a a negative thing something to be ashamed of yeah and have you ever played like the 10 fingers game and then 
You no, know, that's a millennial show. What's that? Oh, you know, like you know what I bet. You know what it is. Explain. You know, yeah. and it's like never have I ever, and it's yeah. like never have I ever like had sex in, the, in every. Oh, oh, is that called ten finger? Or can you like put a finger down or finger down if, if it had? You know if you what? Did I, it. Oh, I've only played never have I ever as a drinking. I probably game. made that up. <laughs> I've yeah. done it that way. Like yeah. yeah, like you have your fingers up and you, and I think it can be also both of like drinking and doing a drinking game if you want exactly. But yeah, you put your finger down every time you have done the thing, and then you would like always have all ten fingers up. Yeah, because they're like it always becomes like dirty and sexual and then and that i guess that's when i was always outed like they're like wait you've never done this you've never done that so i yeah. was wondering if you've ever had that happen oh of course yeah. absolutely and i i would it, i was always conflicted because on one hand i didn't necessarily i wasn't ashamed of it and i didn't i didn't like the idea that I should you know people wanted me to feel ashamed of it or wanted me to feel as though I had to make excuses for it like you said but at the same time you don't really always want to take the time you're just not in the mood you just don't want to deal with it so I would find myself you know gray area like white lies like kind yes. of just like being vague or whatever just just for the sheer fact that I don't want to get into it I don't mm-hmm. owe you an explanation and I know we're gonna have to it's gonna go to a weird place if I if you figure out right now that I'm a virgin so I'm going to just sort of glaze over it similarly and I don't know if I've ever talked on the podcast about the fact that I have Tourette syndrome as well and I feel like it's kind of similar to that in a way where you know, I'm not ashamed of my tread, obviously, and I love to talk to people about it if they have questions or, you know, advocate for it and, and raise awareness about it. But at the same time, sometimes you're just not in the mood. If someone notices me doing a tick, sure, it'd be easy enough for me to be like, oh, I have tread syndrome, blah, 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 blah. But sometimes I just don't want to have a fucking conversation about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something yeah. in my eye. That's why I did that weird thing. I don't like go about your day. So I feel like in a way it's sort of kind of a, a similar, similar feeling. So you moved to the city, you started dating, and you do, before we end this podcast, you do have a couple of ghosted stories, in particular dating scenarios we're going to talk about. But in general, what was your experience? Like, how did it come up? Did it come up, like you mentioned, on the third date when they were expecting something? Did it ever come up on the first date? Like, what was sort of your overall experience about revealing it, quote unquote, to people? Yeah, and it's it was weird because I feel like I was like conducting my own experiments of like when is like the good time to bring it up like during the chatting stage like oh BT Dubs Virgin LOL I don't know or like put it on my or put it on my dating profile oh no because then you would get between being Asian and Virgin I feel like that would be (laughs) modern day geisha the weirdos that would be real creepy oh yeah no that's true Aaron's fine but well even when I was setting up my dating profile like my friends were like oh don't put that picture up because um, it looks like you're not a virgin or you look like you party kind of thing. And I was like, wait, but I look great in this. And yeah. I think, yeah. People but also like I do party, not in like the. Exactly. Right. Like Chelsea knows this. No, you're, like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, I can drink and be super hot and sexy and just still not having sex. With you. Also, I could be uh, partying and super hot and sexy and have had sex before and just still yeah. not want to have sex with you. I yes. mean, you know, it yeah. goes to a whole place with that. Like, what are you talking about? I can put forth any this is who I am yeah exactly part of who I am yeah and then so basically um I've experimented with that in terms of like telling someone on like the first date or telling someone on the third day um and it's I just wish I can record like all their faces when I tell them and it's not like I'm like 
oh wow this chicken's really good oh bt doves i'm a virgin no it's like <laughs> kind of grows into you yeah. know people talk about um sex and they talk about their exes or whatever right and then, um they kind of peel away like oh so you know when was your last relationship or when was your last serious thing and i was like oh honestly i've never really had like a real boyfriend and they kind of like oh like, are you huh. uh and i'm like mm-hmm, yeah and um or like i've just like flat flat out said it before because yeah. they were trying to advance so hard Got and it. um i've had yeah i have times where i told someone in the restaurant i have times where um i gave someone the benefit of the doubt and like went over to their place even though they wanted to like watch netflix or something i was like maybe he actually just wants to watch netflix <laughs> right, right even though it's right. third they day never watch netflix. <laughs> i know so i was like maybe he's a great person and then um and then it turned out that um he wanted to do other things right. and mess around and like for me i was just like oh i just want you to know that i'm a virgin and that's why it's not that i don't like you they always think like oh you don't like me or she's not into me or you know you're playing hard to get it's like no like it's not because of that it's just yeah. that i want to take things slow because i'm not as experienced right mm-hmm. and um yeah so i it, the reactions are it just varies from like what and they kind of freak out and they start asking me about like okay well what do you what do you do then like right do you do nothing or you know and which is also code for are you great at blowjobs exactly <laughs> exactly and i'm like uh and like um yeah so they're it's very like unwarranted questions about right. like my life and like my decisions and um and i usually get ghosted um at that point or they just like stop texting me as much anymore and yeah. i've always felt like oh gosh like this guy liked me so much if only i had sex with him if only i like did uh like live up to that expectation like maybe we could have been together or like maybe like it would have been an amazing relationship because i don't want to judge them for um expecting that because that's what they've conditioned to expect and um i need to just admit that if i'm gonna live with my choices i'm the minority and you know and not everyone's gonna agree and i just have to i just have to accept the fact that if i want to live the way that i want to live i'm just gonna have smaller choices and yeah so i think that's the way i've been approaching it for now yeah what well i mean i guess that kind of then gets into one of the stories you might tell yeah but (laughs) do, do you do you have you felt like you were on even one date or a couple dates with a guy that you really did like, or I mean, you know, as much feelings as you can develop for somebody going out with them one, two, three Mm -hmm, times, mm -hmm. and then had that scenario then where kind of not having sex, like you just described, like, do you really feel like, oh, I missed out on my chance with this guy that really could have been a thing? Um, That's the thing too, where I feel like, did I reveal it too soon, right? Because I feel like, um a lot of the guy a lot of these guys and just anybody you meet someone and it's gonna take time to get to know them right and i feel like because when i say i'm a virgin oh, oh because all of those negatives not yeah negative stereotypes that oh she's oh shit she's like religious she wants to get married like oh man right. she's super serious right so um i've definitely found that maybe if i like waited a little bit or if i was maybe more ambiguous um, we could have spent more time together without him making judgments about me right. and it could have developed into something because you always wish that, you know, my friends are like, you're going to find someone who's going to think you're worth it. And I'm like, well, I mean, this 
all these people don't know anything about me. Right. Right. And right. Like, that's a very healthy attitude to have towards it too. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's like, I can't even get to that point because right. I get dismissed right away. Right. You know? And yeah. it's like, and it's very interesting because I only actually date Asian men. And, um, I thought that it would, be would i they would be more understanding con- somehow, understanding yeah. just because like i mean i grew up asian and i know how is <laughs> this, this isn't a recent <laughs> I <grew up> asian <laughs> i know i was like wait <laughs> you know, i'm not what uh, but yeah so i thought like maybe um you know they would be more understanding because yeah. like they know they've had crazy parents also that's what i was gonna say oh, wait no you know what not all asian parents are crazy okay <laughs> <laughs> but no but it's like you assume at least some of them are probably also first generation or, yeah, you know, or even second generation. It's like a, it's so a they understand having too, exactly yeah. parents who have those, you know, who are raised with those values, you exactly. know? So that is interesting that mm-hmm. it has, you've, it, and when, in terms of hearing, you know, when your friends say stuff like that, of course, that's what friends love to say. And they're right in the, yeah. but, but yes, like Aaron said, it is a very healthy attitude that you have in terms of mm-hmm. just these people, yeah, we we don't know anything about this person that we're going on one day with, but and I feel like anything I'm gonna say is just like a platitude or like just exactly like what your friends are saying. But I think it will be. I mean, sooner or later, mm-hmm. there is going to be <laughs> that guy who does like who still who still might be taken aback by it at first, but ultimately is like is like oh yeah i've had uh, i have girlfriends who also are virgins i have you know what i mean and it won't be so out of the box for them i just yeah it is surprising and that the guys of- that you date too are they like your age or are they are you skew older or normally they're like yeah i've definitely 24 25 yeah i've definitely like a few years older they've yeah. always been older but well, what honestly like what aaron talked about in like a few episodes back about like having your own constitution kind of thing because yeah. honestly me with I those big words. <laughs> yeah. and i was like mm-hmm, i mentioned that later today but um i just remember because feeling pressure and like that peer pressure and honestly now i can't think of any one of my friends who's a virgin um and it's really easy to kind of succumb to like the cultural norm yeah um a lot of my friends say honestly joe it's not a big deal it's you're making it a big deal and it's because like you were grown up you know because you're asian because you went to church like they've brainwashed you into making it seem like it's a big deal and like i was really swayed towards that Mm -hmm. and i was like maybe i am brainwashed maybe i am um the decisions that i'm making aren't really my own but then um just like what you said about like at the end of the day it's important for you to have your own constitution and to adhere to it and to believe in it and don't apologize for it and i think that's what made me more like confident and unapologetic ultimately about like my choices right yeah are you are you still religious or like is that part of it too I honestly, religion doesn't have any part of it. Sorry, God. But, you know, like, <laughs> he knows. I know. He knows. He already smote me earlier. So I think yeah, we're done exactly. for the day. Like, I don't, yeah. doing, if yeah. you're with me, you're safe. Yeah. You can't yeah, so it's safely. more about just sort of finding somebody that you feel comfortable with. It's yeah. not necessarily a marriage yeah, situation. Exactly. And I guess, I don't know. I just feel 
kind of scared of men sometimes because yeah. of the experiences that I've had. Do you have any brothers? Yeah, I have a little brother. Okay. Yeah, he's little. <laughs> like how much younger? Well, actually, he's 21. He's not little. But like <laughs> he ordered He's a always beer. little in your heart. Right. No, so little. And like all my cousins are like, um, I have like seven cousins that are under me and they're all boys. And yeah. Yeah. So. So you didn't have sort of that um, like older brother or older yeah. cousins thing. Because like I grew up in a, we have like. On one side, I have 13 cousins, and on the other side, I have four, but they were or like oh, a little wow. bit older. And so I feel like that made it a little bit easier. And coming from big family and stuff, it's like you're just used to relating to men on a different level. Where I think if you come from like a, you know, when you just have a younger brother, you, it's like majority females in your family, mm-hmm. it can be a little bit harder. Yeah. And I also don't really have guy friends. I'm very much oh, a girl's girl. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think I kind of missed out on that too because in high school and in college I didn't have guy friends and I think that's a great um, environment for you to make those relationships right. because mm-hmm. once you're an adult even my friends who've been tomboys and they've had a lot of guy friends have told me also like yeah when you hit like 25 26 you kind of don't have as many guy friends anymore it's it's a weird phenomenon but it's, um, it's true to some extent yeah. I think I'm a big proponent of like you know, uh, opposite sex friendships and platonic friendships. But I think it is true that to an extent, the older you get just by virtue of when then your friends, when you start being in serious relationships, you really can't, you know, like if my best guy friend is in a serious relationship or gets married, you're not, you just, you're not ever going to have the same closeness that you did. You're, right. you're just not, you know, even if so, yeah, I think that is true. I never, yeah, really thought about that way, but it's true. As you get older, it's hard. And it's harder, I think, to make opposite sex friends the older you get yeah. that you can know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Because then I think, even like looking at you and like your reason we're friends, that I was friends with, with your boyfriend. boyfriend. And you guys are still friends. Yeah. And you guys text independent of me. Yeah. I mean, definitely not as, but not that we ever did that much. Like, I would say that we were never like, so super close that we were like talking about really personal things all the time you know what I mean but yeah I think maybe that's what it is like you kind of just have more of these like surface friendships not then you know of course like my best guy friend from high school like who I made get on the phone with me last night and talked to me about mutual funds for like 60 (laughs) minutes what a friend you know right (laughs) exactly only best friends is a woman right oh that's right 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 yeah Yeah. this uh, I won't say her name, I right. guess, in case she doesn't want to be <laughs> her friend. No. Um, but, and they talk like all the time. But too. they've been friends for probably since, since college. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes when you form the time. bonds mm-hmm. earlier, mm-hmm. sometimes. But now thinking back in college, I had like, for a while, I had like majority guy friends, oh. which like, and now I don't think I have any guy friends, independent of like, my boyfriend's friends mm-hmm. right. who aren't really my friends. Cause if, if Pat and I were to break up, I would never talk to them. Right. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, Clayton. You're out. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Get to the chopper. Yeah. But it's true. It's like, you need to sort of cultivate those platonic relationships. I think I understand sort of like where your fear would be coming from. Mm-hmm. If it's just about sort of this very intimate part of you and that's how you can relate to men. Yeah. It's a lot to try yeah. to give away. Yeah. For so sure. what then do you want to tell us a couple of your tales or even, I know you mentioned before we started a conversation that kind of really a date you want on that really put you off from dating. Yeah. So basically, okay, well everyone on this podcast says like, this isn't really a ghosted story and I'm going to be one of those. Basically this guy, this is actually the most, Okay, I'll just say it later. But um, I'm on this like really dumb app called The League. Have you guys oh, heard of The I've League? Heard of oh, it? For Ivy Leaguers? Yeah. Well, it's okay. I do like, know somebody on that app, and she told me, and I was like, you 
bougie bitch i like you to get off that but it's not for it has nothing to do with ivy league right it's just supposed to be sort of like it's supposed to be more like selective than tinder isn't that what my boyfriend told me about it because before we met he was on it supposedly oh Oh, really she went to an ivy league school she told me it was ivy i don't think i mean you tell us i think it started off that way and then you needed to have like a certain edu account but then they opened it up for everybody got it but you still have to like Put in your LinkedIn, right, and your profile, and they it's more like screen professional. You. Or oh like my god! Upgraded. So there are people who make in thirty five thousand dollars a year in New York just looking at profiles. <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit. Let's move. Yeah, like, this person <laughs> is douchey enough. Yeah. Like let's let it. Be. So it's like combination of like the job that you do and like how many people in your network. I put air quotes um, for people who can't see this. Um, <laughs> is on the app. So yeah, they're very douchey, selective, and I was. So, okay. So I told you guys before that I prefer dating, you know, Asian guys. Right. Um, and this is after dating like multiple and race could be another part of the podcast. Yeah. Like, part two. But anyway, um, League is actually one of the few apps along with Coffee Meets Bagel that allows you to select by race. Okay. So I was on the other apps like Tinder and Bumble and like Hinge, but um, I honestly wanted to meet Asian guys yeah, and yeah. I it would be like once in a blue moon. Like right. I remember being on Tinder and being like, I'm going to swipe until I get an Asian. And it was like, like two and a half hours minutes. later. Yeah, yeah. No, literally. Really? I was like, yeah. yeah. And I was like so frustrated because yeah. I was like, ah, like, so I joined the league part of, because the appeal was that, oh, I'm not going to have to like scroll through right. like 200 through. people. Yeah. Um, so I joined it. And I met this guy. He was like the first guy that I met. And he seemed cool. Like he was Korean. And like he was a resume guy. You know how like Charlotte dates like resume from Sex and the City. It's like he was handsome. He had manners. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. like he had money probably. Right, right. Um, and I met up with him. And this was right after something ended. And I felt like really vulnerable. Okay. And this was also a guy that got complicated because um, I told him I was a virgin. And he friend zoned me. And, got it. The and guy before this guy that you're yeah talking about the guy Got before it. this guy so i was pretty vulnerable and i was like really just like i want to date someone i need to go on a date and i went on this amazing magical first date with him and we had so many things in common our conversations weren't just you know like it was it was more than attraction it was like we talked about our parents we talked about like our hardships and talked about being um you know a person of color in america yeah. like yeah, you yeah. Know, deep stuff and i was very impressed by like the way he thought and yeah. he was from the beginning really kind of playing up the fact that oh i'm a feminist and i'm not afraid to say that i am a feminist like and that was another great thing for me and um i went on another date with him um this was also like we both found out that we had a trip to california our itinerary Berries were like almost 100% insane. Oh, like, that's so even crazy. Even from the same airport. And I was kind of like being such a little girl. And I was like, oh my God, this is like fate. Yeah. This is like oh, yeah. meant to be. Oh, you can never not go to the fate place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The, the fate place. place is very near, yes. near to my heart. Yes. Um, and we had this trip and he met all of my friends in California. Like all my wow. friends from home, all my friends from like college. And like me too. Because he was there for a wedding or something. And like I met all of his friends. And for me, I was just kind of like, okay, I want to see what his friends were like. Because that's kind of a good indication totally. for what kind of guy he is. They were all great. They were all like super down to earth and sweet. And um, I thought everything was going really well. And he would text me things like, oh, did you tell your mom about me (laughs) that you made a nice Korean boy? Blah, 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 blah. Um, So I was really excited. Nevertheless, 
but then we come back to new york and he's being a little what, what's the span of time when these first it was couple like dates first date like it was within all a month okay and like we saw each other like two or three times okay but texting a lot texting yeah. yeah texting and all that stuff and we kept on trying to meet up and this was the beginning of like so we went back to New York and he kept on kind of bailing or he kept mm. on not taking the initiative to make plans. And at that point for me, I'm very straightforward. And like, I just said, Hey, look, like when I like someone, I make time for them. And it kind of feels like you don't have a lot of time for something like this right now. Good for you. Yeah. So I was like, so let's like stop seeing each other. <laughs> and then he kind of like frantically like organized a date. And um, on that date was when like shit hit the fan, oh, basically. No. And uh, first of all, he was thirty minutes late, and I was like, "This bitch, I'm thirty, yeah, thirty. Wow. Oh hell no, yeah, hell no. no!" He brought me not all the okay. way to the deep like crevice of Brooklyn. <laughs> Sorry to everyone who lives who lives in Brooklyn, no. but like I live in. There's no excuse. Yeah, like I'm like <laughs> hashtag basic, and I live in like Murray Hill. So um, that's I, where I spent five years of my life. That was so fun, right? And I was like, dude, this is like long distance relationship. Like yeah. I'm like. So I was like, all right, like this bitch dragged me out all the way to Brooklyn. And so you were in his late. neighborhood and he was 30 minutes no, late. No, the thing is, he was going to a concert in Brooklyn and this was just like convenient for him. Uh, but and for me, I was like, I really just didn't want to see him because I'm like, this is really disrespectful. He's clearly really selfish. But right. at the same time, I was like, you know what? First two dates were great. Number one. And number two, like if I were to end it, I want to end it in person. Yes. You know, and right. like. So he comes 30 minutes late and I'm just like so over it. We, he comes and we actually have a good conversation about like, look, like I thought you were playing games with me cause like you canceled and like, so we straightened it out and be like, okay, moving forward, let's just be honest with each other. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of felt like, okay, this guy, he's, he has great communication skills. He right. like owns up when just he fucks up, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then it kind of gets into like, um, like, you know, previous relationships and like dating and, Oh, and I forgot to mention this, but this is a good segue in that the first time I bailed because I was like really sick, um, he was like, oh, okay, well, hope you feel better. At 11.30 p.m., I get a text from him being like, oh, babe, I'm almost home. So I'm like, oh. wrong girl, honey. Oh, like, this no. is Joe. And he was like, oh, haha, sorry, wrong person. And I'm like, this bitch just like called plan B, right? Like the backup bitch, right? Oh my mm -hmm. God. And I was just like, dude, like wrong girl. Like I even like called him out, but he brushed it off so casually. And it's like also that part in the relationship where you're like, he doesn't owe me anything. Sure. I don't owe him any. You date, yeah, yeah. Of so of course, but you still don't want to just like have it. You don't want black and yeah. white in front of your face. Exactly. Like, oh, right, like, oh, like so people. you bailed on me, so right. I found someone else, kind of thing. Right. So I guess I kind of like came up into being like. Um, so he talked about his previous relationships, and like I told him that I didn't have a relationship, and he kind of pokes and prods and pokes and prods, and like eventually is like, wait, you're you're not a virgin are you and i'm like i am actually i'm a virgin and he was like oh and like again like i wish you guys could like see his face and he's like oh okay well i'm gonna be really nosy for a second and so and he starts to bombard me with these like 
questions of like, do you masturbate then? Why do you oh, not? That's a weird place to go. Yeah. He's that's like, well, why? Go. It's because you he, he was Korean as well. And right. his parents also go to church. He's like, it's because of this. Are you ashamed? And he was like, have you seen the movie 40 year old virgin? Oh <laughs> and like, like stuff like that. And he was like, wow, wow. I've never, you know what? Actually, you're the second virgin that I've ever met. Like, <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. okay who was your first and you're like oh it was this girl that like my roommate like brought over like we thought we were gonna have a threesome <gasps> but um why did you think you're gonna have a threesome with a virgin and also, yeah why would he but then, the then he started justifying himself he was just like oh no but he was she was a virgin so we didn't we're like whoa we're not gonna make we're not gonna make your first time a threesome like she he was they, he was oh, doing them how a gallant favor. of you yeah a prick. and i was just like oh the threesome with you with, with you and he was like yeah yeah and i was like with you and him just clarifying and he was right. like yeah yeah but we didn't because she was a virgin and i was like mm, yeah great okay oh my God. so he starts being like okay well i guess i should be pretty upfront this is him talking i'm not looking for anything serious and i was like okay well i'm looking for something committed and he was like so not me and i'm just like so it's not you question mark basically and he was just like yeah like i don't know like i right now i'm just like kind of fooling around and um you know he was like saying all those things and he was like yeah some people even like call me an addict and i was like oh god oh. like i was like an addict to addiction to what addiction to sex and he was like yeah but like this is just an accusation i'm not addicted to sex and i was just like oh my god i mean the fact that your friends accuse you of that like yeah. that's right. kind of like a red flag right and, and i said that i'm like okay well that's kind of a red flag for me then he starts to be like why are you do you think i'm a slut what is your definition of a slut oh my like God. why do you why are like, you condoning? project 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 yeah <laughs> and then he said you know what i'm a feminist i want you know women to have the same sexual freedom and like i you know i don't I can have relationship, multiple relationship with women and like they we're mutually into this together. And like, you know, that's not that's not feminism, honey. Exactly. Right. And I was and at that time I was just like so taken aback because he's interrogating me. Right. right. And he's being making me feel bad about my decision. Like all the classics of just like, oh, like he was the one who famously asked me, like, didn't you say you were a feminist? And like for me, it's just like I wasn't at that point like well read about the issue to even like justify myself e not that i should but i just wish that at that point i could have like fired back with something right but, um so he said all of those things and um i said he was like okay what's the definition of a slut to you or what's the definition of like a sexual relationship that you don't approve of or whatever because he was trying to get me to say something bad or whatever right and I said, you know what for me what's important is that you guys have mutual feelings that you guys are on the same page if i don't personally believe that all of these girls that you're with because he said he's you know he has like a bunch of friends with benefits that right. like you know are feminists and that like don't really attach feelings to these kind of things right and I'm like, I honestly don't believe that every single one of them that you cite, like, are on the same page with you. Yes, exactly. And I some of them very well might be. And some yeah. of them certainly probably wish it was more. Exactly. And the thing is, he's like, you know what? You know what? Okay, I'll give you that. Because all these girls, like, they want to be an exception. Like, they all want to, they think, like, I'm a prize. And that, like, you know, they're going to be someone different. That, like, you know, I'm going to like them. But honestly, it's their fault for not being honest with me. I'm upfront with them from the beginning. And I was just like, oh, my oh God, my this God. guy's like, the worst. Like, and I was like, okay, well, you know. And I, 
I was just like tearing up at that point too because I felt so attacked and I felt and it was I was so ashamed that I was even so excited about this person because you know first two dates it was so promising and I was like so excited and like it was a combination of a lot of feelings and I kind of started tearing up yeah and he was like oh my god oh my god I'm so proud of you Joe for opening up to me you know what we're gonna take baby steps and I'm, I'm you know what you talking about it it's like a step towards you know you being the sexually free woman and oh it was so patronizing. patronizing Aaron is so bad oh I have so God. many feel what a yeah. fucking and, asshole and literally I was just like bye and he was like so I guess we're never seeing each other again and I was like no never and do you think for a minute yeah. he thought like maybe he was gonna like I think clearly Take at the your end. virginity. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was like, because then he kept on joking like, okay, well, next time we hang out, we're going to watch 40-year-old <gasps> virgin. Next, you know, he kept on saying those things and kind of being like, oh, he was going to be my savior. Like, he's oh a savior God. for all the feminists out there who are like dying to have sex without feelings. Oh, my God. And But then it's their <laughs> fault when they get feelings, you know. Right. Because he was course. straight exactly. up. Yeah. No, it's so. always our fault. I mean, I think feelings. first to quote the ever-quotable Antigua Moyana, that word does not mean what you think it means. Okay. <laughs> 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 because, what do I think it means? Uh-huh. No, what, what he think it means, yeah, yeah, exactly. not you. Yeah, I think yeah, you no, have totally. a good grasp on what you're talking about. But like, right. it's so backwards, old, like first wave feminism. Not like, right. I don't know, like the 70s, like after the pill, mm-hmm. where it's like, you are a feminist because you just like fuck everything. Where it's like, right. no. Being a feminist and even those feminists who are like sexually free and polyamorous or like do whatever they want to do. I don't place any judgment on anybody. If you want to be a hooker and if you want to be a virgin, I think that feminism is for all of you. Making your own choices. It's about making your own choices. You are a feminist because you made your own choices. You have the choice. It has to be whatever you want. Yeah. Somebody who just be like, and even if you weren't a virgin and you just didn't want to fuck him or if you just decide 2017, I'm not fucking anybody. That is feminism because you are in control of your own body. And mm-hmm. that's what the important part is. And I just always, it always is a red flag for me whenever any man declares himself a feminist too early. I agree. Yeah. Cause then it's like, oh. why you don't have to tell me like, it just mm. shouldn't show, we just don't start shouldn't, show don't okay. tell. And shouldn't we just at this point in the world, I, I would say I just generally assume people are feminist yeah. until something, you know what I mean? It's like saying like, I know how you feel like I need oxygen and I love food. You know, it's just sort of like, well, sure. I guess I just assumed that you don't think of women as second class citizens. Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. you need to tell me, reassure me that you do not view women as second class citizens. That's strange. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So, so yeah, that happened. And honestly, I haven't been on a serious date since. And, and I this think is how long ago that you saw one on the state like, kind of been like a couple months summer. ago. Okay. Yeah. And at this point, I'm self-sabotaging myself because I every time I'm talking to someone, I'm just kind of get flashbacks of that moment or flashback yeah. of other times where, um, you know, I give people benefit of the doubt and be like, you know what? Maybe he doesn't want to just have sex with me. And I right. go over and I'm either like, quote unquote, accused of misleading them or whatever and or they just kind of stop talking to me right Right. so i'm just kind of at this like standstill and i just never want to be in that position again but i know that like 
I can't just like live like this forever. I need to like always take risks and take leaps of faith and stuff. But I kind of don't even know when to bring it up. Like when's the appropriate time to make bring it up? Like right. if you bring it up too early, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that's really serious. Like this is our second date or whatever. Right. But then you bring it up too late and then they're like, they kind of feel misled or they kind of feel it's such an interesting way to articulate like saying that they feel misled because i think yeah i mean i feel like it's crazy the amount of guys out there that still feel entitled to whether it is sex whether even just attention Mm -hmm. whatever it is you know this back when when i was dating a lot more and was i mean you know i went from losing my virginity at like 25 26 and still after that just feeling like not because I had such great convictions but exactly like you just on a personal level I just wasn't interested in having casual sex I just felt like for me personally that didn't sound enjoyable and Mm -hmm. it wasn't passing judgment on people who were it was just like I don't think I emotionally can handle that and I recognize that so I'm not going to do that, you know, and then but then as I got older and, and then, you know, then the past couple of years or whatever, um, I really sowed my wild oats <laughs> that I missed out on college. And but I if think you check in on that with yourself. So and that's like exactly what it was to change your mind. Too. Exactly. Yeah. And just because I mean, right now, this is how you feel. It doesn't mean that like in three months, if you're with somebody kind of casually and you're like, oh, maybe this like I feel safe with this guy okay. and like checking those boxes for you, like you said, like yeah. maybe yeah. you just sort of feel like, oh. I actually feel safe and cool with this guy that yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going to marry him, but I feel mm-hmm. like this would be, I I'm sitting here across from him thinking, oh, I really want to have sex with you. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Because do you feel, and this might be getting way too personal when you, <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> you do this not podcast is not about that. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> do you feel like I have you been on dates with guys that you are like, oh my God, I'd love to know what it's like to have sex with you. <laughs> or do you feel like you just don't even get there? Because like you said, you just kind of feel like, sure, maybe you're thinking like, oh my God, he's hot or I'd love to make out with him. But y- you kind of don't even have that thought or or get to that place because you feel like that is something for that you wouldn't even really consider until you knew someone a lot better than two or three dates. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that's really hard because I honestly... Am like quote unquote a sexual person. I'm not <laughs> asexual. Like right. there are um, definitely people who are asexual, and like it just doesn't do it for them or whatever. But yeah, but I don't think we'd be having this conversation. Uh, yeah, I don't want to have sex. You would just be like, hey guys. Yeah, right. it's, it's overrated. It <laughs> yeah. sucks. I, from what I hear, um, no, but yeah, and so I definitely do. I don't know. For me, the fear is so overpowering that I can't even get to that point. You know what I mean? Is like, it is it a fear that you will be hurt or a fear that you'll have a bad experience in the moment? Like, could you articulate exactly what were the fears? Yeah, I from? think it's like uh, number one feeling is rejection kind mm. of. of uh, After the fact. Like yeah. you have sex, you might feel some type of way and he might not. Exactly. And then also rejection and, num- and number two is like, um, does this person actually respect me? Kind of. Mm, that's huge. That's, yeah. that's it's, huge. It's and a really, really good point. Yeah. And like, do I trust this person enough? Because how much can I know someone in two, three dates? Right. And of like, course. do I trust this person enough to know that he will stop whenever I tell him to stop? Yeah. Like, or am I going to feel pressure to go along with it? And I think that's the, bi- the two big reasons why I, 
can't really get to that level. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. A, that's yeah. a really good point so. too, the respect thing. Cause I think that's something where like there is a, that's on such a spectrum of like having sex with someone you're completely in love with to like having sex with more or less a complete stranger. But then in the middle of that sliding scale, they're sort of, yeah, the guys that literally they might not know you from anyone else. They don't care what your name is. They don't care, but we're just both having sex. And then there are the guys that like, yeah, we're not okay. This isn't a thing. We're not so in love, but like, you know that the guy feels Mm -hmm. like, cares about you yeah. on some level even if it's not like a romantic even if it's not whatever even if it is like a friends with benefits thing but there can still be care and respect and I think you're right I mean that's a place that's hard I yeah. mean almost impossible to get to on yeah. two or three dates yeah it's yeah it's definitely hard to make that judge of character and like for me I realized through because I've been to a lot of dates but like they've never gone past the third date it's like the curse okay. that I have and honestly everyone puts their best foot forward of like course. think of like all, well this guy yeah. did yeah like the guy yeah. and and like honestly a lot of guys like they come off to be the, the most gentlemanly the most like well raised and i have deep conversations with these people and i come to respect these people for their mind and everything and then they kind of pull the rug from under you when yeah. the sex conversation happens of like so you it's like an, it's an emotional ghosting exa- exactly <laughs> emotional <laughs> ghosting <laughs> but like for me so and it, i'm questioning myself like wow i thought i was smarter than this like it, it, we i mean you guys cover this so much of like i thought i was too smart for this bullshit like yeah. i thought i could oh, yeah. judge someone and like see someone for what they are from the beginning but like number is it, either these guys are like really good at like masking it or like you know i so it's just definitely susceptible. hard like and we did talk about that like nobody is immune it has nothing to yeah. do with like intelligence yeah, level yeah. It's, but just to think of you know to try to I hate when people say devil's advocate because the devil doesn't need an advocate. But just mm-hmm, to like, mm-hmm. this is a possible idea what these guys are okay. thinking mm-hmm. um, because I don't believe that you're only dating like um, amoral Asian men mm-hmm. <laughs> in New York City. You found Lulz. them all. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, pretty I, much they, I think at one point they were like, we ran out of people for you. So check back in like two weeks. Like, Did I date every Asian guy like on this app? Anyway. But I don't think that it can be, and especially, um, you know, the, the, the tough part I think about being staying a virgin later into your twenties is that it feels like a bigger responsibility where if you're 17 and you're dating a virgin, it's sort of like, Oh, we're all like mostly virgins at 17. So taking somebody's virginity isn't as big of a deal, but Mm -hmm. I think that it could be obviously me not knowing these people, but it could be that then they're thinking like, okay, so this is going to be a lot of emotion and and emotional responsibility Mm -hmm. and they just might not be able or uh, be willing or able to take that on yeah and that's that's what the hard part is that I grapple with and like I am so like sympathetic to that and like I understand that point of view and but that's why it's so hard to like get these guys to be really honest like yeah because then I want to ask them like is this why you are not texting me back or is this why because let me tell you like what instead of you thinking oh this girl's gonna be too serious this girl's gonna be really religious and like i already foresee it becoming shit can you ask me really yeah and i can tell you it's not that i'm gonna have to you know wait six months or whatever i just really want to make sure you're someone who's going to respect my boundaries from beginning to the end yeah you know and have you said that to anybody or does it sort of never get to that stage yeah i never get to that stage because yeah i i get ghosted (laughs) Right. Or um, 
or I self-sabotage and I ghost them. And like, I think this generation, they're so like, everything's between the lines. Like no one's honest anymore. Like I'm very, quote unquote, like very like honest and straightforward. Like if I like someone, I say I like them. If I have some trouble with someone, I say like what my problem is. But I talk to my friends and they're like, whoa, Joe, that's a lot from the beginning. And I think we're always trying to be considerate of the other person that we're dating and not overwhelm them with the truth. Right. <laughs> but then in that process, it just never like comes into fruition. Yeah, totally. I don't know if I explained that right. No, that makes sense. And I think, right, you're, it's just, it's sort of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like if you, if you do just lay your cards out on the table right away, it makes it seem like a big deal when, when really you're just trying to be like, hey, let's cut to the chase. This is part of me. Process it. What you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever before we meet up. But then yeah, if you if you bring it up later, I do think it's a hard line to toe for you. And I don't think it's the first date. But I think sort of with everything, it's like if you tell the truth to the right person mm-hmm. too early, it won't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's then if point. if you tell it to the wrong person too early then it was sort of inevitable like right i don't think you've scared away anybody that would be the right person sort of what you're looking for i think you're okay with that but that being said i don't think like the first date is necessarily well okay so this is my question though so do i should i wait until like or like we're messing around and then it's like btw like by the way like i'm this or should i insert it before that even happens like tell them before things get physical at all or do i wait until it gets physical i don't think it's i mean i think letting it get physical and saying in the moment there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because again it's like i feel like telling someone before that is sort of almost playing into the idea or like setting the precedent that this is something i have to tell you because it's this do you know what i mean yeah it's almost like playing into the stereotype of like that this is something that needs to be explained whereas like anybody in the moment i mean like i've been fooling around with a guy and i'm not just because i'm like i'm over this actually i've actually changed my mind i'm not interested in having sex with you anymore i'm just like not feeling this you know so i don't think i think that is not a bad strategy i don't know what do you think aaron yeah like when it's happening i mean i'm just flashing back to the first time that pat and i hooked up and i like brought him back to my apartment i was like we're not having sex just so you know and he was like all right that's fine and we're mm-hmm. making out on the couch and then i like uh had sex yeah and i changed my mind and i said no actually <laughs> we're having went. sex and he was like okay he's like that's even better let's go so um but he was fine with it like when right. i said that he wasn't like oh well, fuck you i'm leaving and now right. I've been with him for an indeterminate amount of time that I can mm-hmm. never remember. Yeah. And the opposite. My boyfriend, when we came back to my place on the second date and he was like, I had to go in for the kiss with him. And then I was like, well, we're going to my bedroom. He's like, I mean, you know, we can or we don't have to. It's cool. like, <laughs> oh my God, it's like train wreck. <laughs> it was so weird. And I was like, baby Schumer, train wreck. <laughs> and we've then, you know, talked about it since then. And he was like, I was just like in a place where I was like just total like sleep going on to like sleep around with tons of girls and I was just kind of over it and I was like I'm not going to be that person anymore when I meet someone I like I'm going to 
let it happen as it happens and not try to you know what i mean i mean yeah, i'm like let's like go the, yeah it's not like sports yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, yeah totally. like, it's fine. so there's definitely but, not like it's not unprecedented to sort of put on the brakes and obviously you can put on the brakes at any stage that you want to mm-hmm. but i think it's like also about um like whenever it feels right for you like if you guys are having that conversation early on or in the first date and you bring it up like i think that's fine yeah because i think there was one time where um like it, i was when i was like much younger too where i met this person he was really great and i thought he was really nice and then we just came home like after to get beers and like he like went to the store to buy condoms like before we went to my room and i was like dude if you're here for that you need to like leave because yeah. i'm not like doing that with you yeah and he was just like no like you're just thinking too much into it like <laughs> it was just weird and i was just like that's kind of weird and then i like but then we went to my room and then like um we were just like making out and then he like gets up and gets like grabs <gasps> it like unpacks it or whatever and he was just like being so persistent and was just like just like, let me get a few strokes in i'm sorry if it's so oh graphic for the show God. but i was like i love when guys feel like they have to like they like they can negotiate yeah negotiating like they can talk you into it Look, and i was so strokes. scared you're like oh. that's sex then we're done like, yeah i was fine. so scared and i was like i think maybe that's also why i'm like kind of scared yeah, yeah. that sounds like that's pretty it scary that's a super aggressive situation i know, I know. so uh, like yeah i don't know but i think even more so than like the guys i don't know how to talk to my girlfriends about it because they're a lot of them are awesome people and like maybe they just don't know how much this affects me but they're just like dude just lie just say you're not a virgin or like just don't even bring it up or you know they're always trying to like break me out so of my shell and they feel like it, they're being really good friend you right. know like but like just get over it it's fine exactly it's, yeah. and they kind of diminish my reasonings they diminish you know, and it's with the best intentions sure. because they're like, just get it. everyone's first time just sucks. You know, like it's you're never gonna get it perfect. So just get it over with, kind of thing. Yeah. And then you can start living your life. And right. like, I don't and, implying that you're n- have not started yeah. living your life yet exactly. because you haven't had sex. Exactly. Right, and because I do go to church and stuff, they just no matter how I try to reason with them, they just say, oh no, it's just because you're religious and just dismiss me. And I guess I shouldn't really care what anybody else thinks, but it's like conversations with my female friends are just as like stressful as like my male friends. Yeah. So what I think you're also at an age too, where it's like you, you still are trying to figure out the world and especially in New York city too. So it's like, you want everybody to be on your level. Mm -hmm. So I understand them trying to bring you up to their level just so they can understand you a little bit more. And I think it's like, as you grow up, you sort of realize like, you know, people are at different stages of stuff. That's a, yeah, that's I true. definitely don't think lying. I don't think lying is ever. The no, way. definitely ever. not. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Because again, I feel like that just perpetuates the idea that it's something you should be ashamed of or something. And it goes into what Aaron and I talk about slash get fired up about a lot. It's like making like as if we're here just to make sure the guy feels comfortable in the situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, heaven forbid. I know. We make we the guy uncomfortable off. or mm-hmm. freak him out mm-hmm. because he's weird about whatever that, you know. So, uh, yeah, definitely lying, I don't think, is the way to go. But I think, yeah, I think it is, it's a tricky situation. It's an interesting situation with your friends because, like you said, it does come from a good place. What's that? I'm just going to be coming that. Yeah. (laughs) Cross my legs for Jesus because that's what everyone apparently (laughs) thinks I'm doing. (laughs) But, like, I, and again, I mean, I don't know. Have you 
they they just dismiss dismiss it as being a religious conviction, even though you tell them that's not the case. It's just like they can't believe there'd be another reason. I think so. I I, I don't know. They're just like, what are you, twelve years old? Or right. you know, they just think I'm like super young, and I'm you know. I, I think all the stereotypes just like play against me that like I grew up in a conservative family right. and stuff like that. Like they can't believe that out of my free will as like an educated woman you know in new york city like who's very vocal and yeah. like passionate about feminism that i can make this choice but then which is exactly why you are making this yeah choice. exactly because you are looking at yourself and you're saying i only feel comfortable with this situation if xyz boxes are checked end of story like mm-hmm. it's it's strange that they wouldn't understand it that way or see this choice as just a, as powerful and you know, mature and self-aware choice Mm -hmm. as the opposite choice, you know, the choice to have casual sex or whatever. So wait, but have you guys ever had, uh, sex with a virgin? No, I never have the closest. I guess I would have gotten was like my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend that I lost my virginity to had had sex with one other girl. But Mm -hmm. to my knowledge, yeah. Cause I mean, no, I can't think of any time. Or if they did, they didn't tell me. But I can't think of anyone <laughs> where I was like, I, I wonder. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's nobody that I think I would have. Done. Right. But yeah, I wonder how I would feel. I think that was a little bit different dynamic if it would be flipped that way. Like, I don't know if I would feel a great sense of responsibility if a guy was like, I was a virgin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Would yeah. you, Aaron? Feel some sense of responsibility if we were like in our twenties and this guy was like, I'm a virgin. Like twenty five or like yeah. thirty two. Like twenty five. No. Yeah, I think I would have been more like, Okay, cool, it's let me show you the ropes. Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, just because it is yeah, sort of like yeah, the flipped yeah. dynamic. Like, tell me what to stop. Right. Or something. <laughs> yeah. And also, yeah, I don't feel like twenty five I think it is like definitely probably on the older side in general, but it doesn't seem like freakish to me because right. it seems like I understand that like you wouldn't in high school like I didn't a lot of people didn't and then in college it's just sort of it is if you're just not ready to jump in there head mm-hmm. first then it does it is like a odd situation and then you end up in New York City yeah and then it's like and then you're like three years out of college or yeah right. two. Mm-hmm. so then it just seemed like it all tracks for me as not being like I agree yeah, totally. necessarily approved. Like I don't think it's something you need to like at no stage is it ever something you need to be ashamed about. But I think that like even now it doesn't seem like it's even that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my like I I sometimes think like what would my story have been yeah. if I just hadn't had that situation with because I do feel similarly to you mm-hmm. and I'm sure I would have found myself no doubt in your exact same situation where how do I get traction with any of these guys for long enough mm-hmm. to feel like I'm in a good place with them to where I'd want to do this mm-hmm. before you know they get freaked out or whatever because if it weren't for that my first boyfriend who just if it hadn't been for the fact that we had this pre-existing friendship to where then when it did turn romantic and we decided to jump into a relationship it was like great let's have sex this same day I, I I don't really remember exactly how long it was between when we decided we're together and then we actually had sex I yeah. mean not it's not been that long yeah because it was like we already have this established like you said respect and love mm-hmm. from the time that we were friends and then after that, geez, who was the next person I had sex with? I guess actually the next person after that was just this guy that I met doing stand-up that we ended up just casually hooking up on and off for a couple of years. But I definitely 
and it's so funny in hindsight because in hindsight I'm like what a fucking dickweed <laughs> like what a weirdo but I just you know I was just attracted to him mm-hmm. we got along and then yeah I definitely was not emotionally prepared to have casual sex at that point but, mm-hmm. but that, like we were but mm-hmm. I was like definitely not emotionally prepared because I wanted it to be something else so then I think you know I did that for a while I did the casual sex thing for a while, but without really enjoying it, I, just, I always felt sad. Like I thought I enjoyed it, but I always felt sad that ultimately, you know, mm-hmm. I would be like, ah, I wish they wanted something more. And in the moment you're kind of mm-hmm. like, it's fine. It's fine. And then you're like, yeah. no, but it's not fine. Yeah. But then I did turn the corner to like, yeah, no, this <laughs> is fine. Please yeah. leave. <laughs> yeah. Please leave. Bye. Please leave. That was great. Yeah. Please never speak to me again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I remember Aaron. You talked about that on another episode. Uh, can you guys tell I'm a fan? He <laughs> um, About um, like the chemical, like just the chemical biology of like women and men. How um, like men like experience like a rush of dopamine and like when they are having sex and like women what was that hormone that you were talking about? Like we develop oxytocin or yeah. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, women just, we develop this hormone that caused us to be attached. Bond to them, yeah. Bond to them. And it's just, it's just our biological makeup of yeah. like, there's much more at stake and that women can get pregnant and women can, you know, that yeah. with women that since the beginning of time, we've been more cautious than men in terms of right. our partners. Whereas men, they could be as free as they wanted Mm -hmm. and i think it kind of still as much as like we want to feel like it's progressed like yeah like how do we fight that biology right like right in that like and and that's my thing too of like i feel like i'm gonna get really attached to this person and i'm gonna feel so incredibly rejected by this person that i can't even bring myself up to be that vulnerable right so i do like i I understand that. And I think it's, it is important. Like you have your, there are boxes and you have your, um, you know, the things that you need to get checked. And I, and I do think that's great, Mm -hmm. but I do think that, um, you can't put too much into it Mm -hmm. because the fact of the matter is like, you've already felt rejection Mm -hmm. based around Mm -hmm. your virginity. That's a good point. So, um, and the idea, like, you know, obviously were you to, uh, marry the first person you have sex with, which is, you know, your choice and would be, fine Mm -hmm. you're gonna feel rejection that doesn't have to do with sex if you if you date this guy for three months and then you break up or if the next guy you date you date for three years and then he cheats on you like things are gonna happen in the world and so i think if you're not having sex um to protect yourself from those feelings that you're gonna feel anyway Mm -hmm. it seems like maybe you're putting a lot on it. And mm-hmm. that's not to say that you shouldn't feel comfortable with the person and, and all of the things that you've outlined yeah, yeah, yeah. very much makes sense. And yeah. I don't want you to, I'm not advocating for you to just like go to a bar and <laughs> yeah, fuck right. somebody. Bam, bam, thank you, man. Yeah. But it's but true I because it is, I felt. You can't make it right. too, too much. Because yeah. I felt the same level when I did start having casual sex. The sadness I would sometimes feel if I felt uh-huh. like they wanted some, didn't want as much as I did. I would feel that same sadness just because a guy didn't text me back, you know, that I never had sex with. So that's a really good point. Guys, I also have a spoiler alert. We only have 45 seconds left on this (gasps) card. It's counting down. We talked for that long. We talked for almost an hour and a half. And you I must have something else on the card. So Joe, thank you so much for sharing your story. This was amazing. I love when we do a fun episodes like this that are just interesting. We really dive into a topic. So you're the best ever. Thank you so much for coming by. And uh, we didn't answer questions. Really. You're still in as much of a, we're situation as before we're not an answer forum sorry mm-hmm. uh 
we're just too drunk. So we'll see you guys <laughs> next the truth week. The comes out. Right, <laughs> Bye. Bye. Boo. Boo.